in reaction to Gabriel's almost successful rebellion, many whites began to think the making the making of the slave system was slightly too humane and had encouraged uh, black resistance. As a result, some of the advantages that slaves like Gabriel possessed were, uh, were made illegal. For instance, education, assembly, allowing slaves to hire out or for work throughout the country became illegal. Indeed, once government, Governor Monroe was alerted, white patrols later joined by the state militia began roaming the countryside searching for rebels. By September 9th, 1800, almost 30 slaves were in jail awaiting trial in a special court in which were tried without benefit of jury. Ultimately, 65 slaves were arrested, 26 were executed, others were sent out of the state, and a few were found not guilty or pardoned for assisting the authorities, assisting the authorities. Gabriel's plan was an eye-opening scheme to white people. White rules had become way more strict and would take less now from black slaves because now white people were scared and feared their own safety. They would enforce law in Richmond, Virginia, and this was the start, the start of a new era for black people in America. Why do you think rebellion is important and resistance is important? Uh, I think it gives the people a voice. I think that people, if Rebellion would never happen. The world, as we know today, wouldn't be the same uh, in terms of all rebellions when people are being mistreated by the government. So, if the the part about the white people that you said at the end, the they become way more strict. Um, did they ever consider, uh, re, you know, freeing the enslaved people? Like why, if they wanted, you know, all these rebellions, what? Why did they double? What do you think? Why do you think they doubled down on restrictions rather than uh, um, doing what would make sense? Probably because they didn't want another. They didn't want another plan like this to to um, actually unfold and become successful. Because then I don't. I, th I don't think they were thinking about freeing slaves mm -hmm. until um, the Civil War happened, which was after Nat Turner. And at this time, they just thought of slaves as like basically two thirds of people mm -hmm. and animals. So they weren't really focused on freeing them and having them become regular working being, and being paid people. They were just thinking about how, how they could benefit from them. So they would def they definitely became more racist, more mm -hmm. um, strict in their uh, rules and stuff. What parallels? Because I see some. What parallels do you see between Gabriel's rebellion and Nat Turner's rebellion, and the system they were rebelling against slavery oh. than to today? Well, Gabriel and Nat, just in general, as people were kind of similar, uh, both around the same age and around um, the same size, and they were both being mistreated. So uh, I think Nat the difference between him Nat, and Gabriel was Nat's plan actually unfolded and it took a toll on white people and it actually changed things more so than Gabriel's did because it wasn't successful. But Gabriel definitely like set out and influenced Nat uh, into making his own plan. When we read the new Jim Crow and African-American lit, Michelle Alexander talked about how um, we've just taken, you know, she said in the book that clan hoods and, and and chains have become prison cells and badges. Mm -hmm. So why is this an important story to remember in 2018? What's going on in our own society? 
uh, things like Colin Kaepernick and um, mm, good one. And, um, even before that, like Rosa Parks, were, like she was a rebel. Definitely Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Those are all people that uh, defied and stood up when uh, other people were too scared to because they didn't know the consequences. They knew that it was bigger than just mm. with the moment they're living in now, and it could affect people in the future. Uh, positively, so they definitely took a stand. Like now with Kaepernick, um, he's doing his own thing without really worrying about uh, other people's uh, have to think about him because he's standing up for what he believes in, the same thing as white people stand up for what they believe in. But, and I'm going to say that a lot of sometimes white people stand up and what they believe in is their own oppression of others. Yeah. Um, did you see where Colin Kaepernick wore the Kunta Kinte shirt to yeah. trial, mm-hmm. right? I love that. And and that whole, if we look at what Gabriel did, he, he's paving the way. Yeah. And he's he's one of those, and I know about Nat Turner, and I did know about Gabriel's rebellion. And it's so interesting to me how Nat Turner's rebellion is, like these things are not talked about in history class. Yeah. Which they should be. Right. I mean, I think that they wanted to, like people, who create the history books and stuff? Mm. They wanted, like, they wanted to like, kind of just hide it a little bit, yeah. and then instead of just letting everybody get the full story of everything, maybe I don't know if they didn't think it was important enough, but it definitely is because, like, Gabriel's rebellion definitely like, I mean, he set out Nazi's rebellion, which was a snowball effect mm-hmm. for other rebellions to come in America, which eventually lead to the end of slavery. And who knows if it wasn't for Gabriel, then where will we be right now? So, and this idea of not putting it in the history books, what we kind of refer to as erasure, you look at the way that even today, like that the the man who had the bombings in Austin, mm-hmm. right? All the words that are describing him are like challenged, yeah. and and he was crazy, um, and no one. Well, there are some people calling him a terrorist, but it's interesting how had that been a man of color or. God, you know, yeah. anyone else. Um, it's so interesting how, well, not interesting. It's just a pattern of history. How when people take a stand against those in power, they're going to be condemned. Yeah, if it was a man in color, I think mm-hmm. people would be losing their minds right oh my now. God, way I agree even with more. You. I, I think, agree. like, when, especially when, like, somebody, when a white person does it, white people, like, that's terrible. Like, uh, rest in peace to souls that died or whatever. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and prayers. And then it's like, it, it blows over in a month. But like, if it was a man of color, this would be probably going on for a hundred more years. Yeah. be talked about. So. You are correct. Thank you, Josh. I really didn't know about this. So I'm glad to learn about yeah, it. No My topic was about a black owned slave named Gabriel Prosser and his unsuccessful slave revolt that would eventually lead to the rebellion in that term. Gabriel Prosser was a 24-year-old, six-foot, two-inches, literate blacksmith. He was owned by a by his owner named Tom, Thomas Henry Prosser, who envied his matter and wanted his master to be killed first in his revolt. His revolt, his revolt would be ruined due to the weather and, and telling the two fellow slaves. Gabriel was set out a plan to set foot slaves free and take and eventually take control of Richmond, Virginia, and destroy slavery for one, once and for all. 
even though the uprising never took place due to two slaves that revealed its existence in a massive downpour of flooded roads and bridges also stopped that stopped the fighters from carrying out their plan. The fact that it is important to me because if Gabriel's rebellion would have never been uh, thought about or planned out, Nat Turner's rebellion would have never happened, and that and it, which led to the Civil War, which ultimately was the end of slavery. It was a snowball back for rebel. It was a snowball effect for rebellions in America, and each rebel led to another rebellion. Um, so just pause it. Pause it, because you can go back.